comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. A good evening. I do not attempt to adjust your radio. There is nothing wrong. We have taken control as to bring you this special show. We will return it to you as soon as you are grooving. What episode is this? Three. Uh, this is three eleven. The moon with the rebel base will be in range in thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I pissed my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's thirty minutes away. I'll be there in ten. I'll be there in ten. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have thirty minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube, your cube. You are listening to A Half Hour Wasted. Tonight's episode, action. And uh, that's why the XFL... Is better than the NFL. Oh, oh hey, hey, hey! Those are uh, those are fighting words. I think <laughs> the XFL one season. I'm sorry. It shone. It it shined on forever. It was great. It went out in a blaze of glory. Was, was that the one sorry. that was just nothing but mutants? Did you say XDFL? That's that's our fantasy football league. That's uh, the XFL. Oh, the XFL league? extreme football yes. league. That was uh, a, that was a joke on America, right? It was Jesse, <laughs> the governor, the body, the governor body. Ventura, the, the gubernatorial body, Ventura. Yes, he was the announcer. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And they had like really trashy sideline girls. It was like uh, basketball. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Awesome. It was a lot of fun. I actually watched the first few games, then quickly lost interest, like everyone else. Yeah. And then watched a big game. Kind of like watching Michael Jordan play baseball. Yeah. It was interesting for about ten seconds. Yeah. Um. What episode is this? Three. Uh, this is three eleven. Three eleven, Bill. Tremendous! I probably I love should that. have had I love some 311 queued up. I I probably have some. We have a special guest on the phone with us. Let me pot him up so we can hear him. Dave Dwanch, are you there? Yeah. How's it going, guys? All right, Good. Dave. Great to hear from you, man. I've had the pleasure of uh, meeting Dave at a previous uh, Comic Geek Speak uh, Super Show. He signed uh, some of my Action Lab comics. Dave, tell us exactly how you're affiliated with Action Lab. Uh, one of the founders of the company, and I'm also the creative director. I'm not just the, uh, I, I'm a customer too. Is that the hair club for men thing? Yeah. Right. Um, You're also so a yeah, I'm, uh, I, I basically run, uh, the, uh, behind the scenes and acquiring books to publish and, and just kind of seeking out great stuff to, to get out there. It's, it's, it's a lot so, of fun. So you're basically, uh, working in the sweatshop and selling the product oh yeah to, like, i pick up all of the drop balls too i mean like if i if if we need a letterer a color uh colorist uh you know uh, help with layouts uh art editing uh script editing i i kind of I, I fill all holes you know i i, I just uh, i'm here for the company a company guy <laughs> um that's it you got you someone's got a dirty mind over there. that was awful <laughs> no no we we're just no, thinking no, about no, our no. own we we're thinking about our own hr department uh <laughs> Hey, Dave, so let's talk a little bit about your skill set. So you said you fill in a little bit. Uh, I mean, tell us, uh, what are your talents? I'm a solid B-plus in everything comics is how, <laughs> how I like to describe it. Awesome. I, I'm, I'm nowhere near good. We have a lot of talented people working for, for uh, Action Lab and working with Action Lab, and I'm 
just below those guys. I'm good enough to help, but uh, you know, uh, I, I have my own books. I'm, I'm mainly a, uh, a writer and an artist uh, in my off time from the creative directing. Uh, and uh, you know, most recently, uh, I've I've done a few uh, little odds and ends on the NFL book. Uh, I actually have a full issue that I'm I'm writing uh, now, and then I've I, I'm helping to launch the the Danger Zone books, which is uh, our mature kind of vertigo-y line of books. And I have one of those. I, I'm I'm writing one now. Those those books look uh, pretty interesting. I can't wait <clears throat> to see some of those. Um, we interviewed Jeremy Whitley last year about Princeless, which was a great book. Um, recently picked up the trade, the first trade of that, and gave it to my 13 year old. So I can't wait for her to uh, tell me what she thinks about that. Uh, so, um, and um, of course, a uh, fracture. I got a copy of Fracture. Um, I think I never did get the third issue, which kind of bums me out, but I'll find it eventually. <clears throat> um, so, you know, Action Lab was was a very family friendly. So this new line of of comics is is probably a good thing. That way, the fr- family friendly line stays that way because you can let the other stuff out the other direction right yeah that was kind of our intent you know a lot of the companies go the other way and they start a a kids line uh our intent was to to try to cover uh all bases with action lab but it became pretty apparent pretty quickly that we needed to uh distance our mature reader books from our core, uh, our core books and our core audience, which is the Princeless, the Molly Danger, uh, you know, NFL crowd, the all ages books. Um, and we wanted the Action Lab Bullet to be something that, you know, families could trust, something that you can, you, if you see the, the, the logo on the book, you know that you're safe. Uh, yeah. And that's, that's why Danger Zone has the big exclamation point on it, right? Right. The, uh, the logo is a, what kind of dog is that? I, f- I can't remember. Oh, it's a Labrador. Oh, it's a lab. Yeah. I remember yeah. we had this conversation yeah. with Sean Pryor. Or was it Jeremy Whitley? I thought it was a squirrel. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a Labrador wearing a, a jet pack. And, yeah, right. and- yeah, it's funny. Uh, I I'm uh, I created that logo, and, and people that have labs instantly recognize it as a lab. Everyone else thinks it's a flying pig. And uh, so I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, flying pig is the next offshoot. Uh, but uh, it's funny. I, I referenced a photo, and it is as photorealistic as I possibly could get and still make it stylized. And so I know that it's a lab, but well, no one else does. In your defense, it's a pretty small logo, you know, when I'm looking at it on. It's less than the size of a quarter, I think. Right. Well, so. uh, I, I appreciate that. But even huge on our, t- you know, we have huge Action Lab banners and still people are like, look, it's a rocket pig. <laughs> Well, so, I, uh, I, I of course can see it now. Although I don't think I've ever seen a, a, a lab wearing goggles, but and right, next time I right. see a lab, I'm going to put my goggles on him. There you go. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I was um, surprised to find out that NFL comics was something that would even exist. I mean, we all remember the Marvel's New Universe, Kickers Incorporated, and uh, that didn't last very long, did it? Wasn't that, uh, all, wasn't that all about uh, NFL comics? Yeah, and I think I remember avoiding that. Yeah. Now, was that well, there the... Was, I seem to remember... The, there, oh, sorry, Dave, but I seem to remember there was a line in the 70s that was NFL comic books, wasn't there? Uh, there's one in the in the late 80s, early 90s. I think it's... Well, maybe I want to say mid-90s, called NFL Super Pro, and that's the one that everyone is like... Uh, they, they really compare us to. Yeah, okay. that's... Uh, you know what? That's the one I'm thinking of. I don't know why I thought of Kickers, Inc., but... It's the NFL Super Pro that I remember. Um, <clears throat> I don't, I don't have children that live with me, so 
and they're well even if they did they would be uh they're older so i don't think that i would ever see the nfl cartoon on on but bill, uh, yeah. bill has a uh how old is sage five six six year old son have and bill has actually seen the the cartoon uh what what channels it come on nick uh, is it Nicktoons or is it Cartoon uh, Network? Um, it's uh, it's Nicktoons. Okay, and okay. Uh, just recently they had uh, they had a ma- like I want to say it's a major TV movie, but what I'm sa- I'm thinking is it's probably three episodes that they they mashed together um, that premiered on Nickelodeon as well. So it's they're okay. they're uh, they're kind of spreading the net out wide too. So yeah. in my hand, I hold the book that came out today as we're recording this Rush Zone, season of the Guardians, book one. Um, so explain how Action Lab got involved with the NFL in doing this. Basically, uh, last year at San Diego Con, uh, we were, uh, my CFO and I were walking around uh, the, the floor looking for, for projects to, to publish. Uh, and that's, uh, so we're, we're walking, we're talking, we see this huge long line of people out in front of uh, a, a plushy uh, booth uh, called Vamplets, and uh, we instantly thought, "Wow, that would make a great comic book." Let's go talk to them, and and uh, and we took the the creator out to dinner, and we got the whole backstory on on what the comic would be, and um, we all just—I mean, it was a great, great dinner. It didn't feel like a business meeting at all. It felt like you were catching up with people uh, that you already knew, and uh, so we left that San Diego Comic Con uh, knowing that we were going to publish. Uh, their graphic novel series. Um, we got in touch with their marketing agency, and uh, their marketing agency uh, basically steered us towards the NFL. Uh, we, we, we made the pitch. Uh, we knew that we were one of a, a few of other publishers that were interested in doing a project. Um, and uh, we, got, we won the bid, basically. So uh, that's how we got the NFL. It was, it was through circumstances... Uh, through probably the best circumstances ever. It wasn't like boardroom meetings and cutthroat bi- you know, business. It was just, you know, uh, hey, we've got this other thing. Oh, we, we, we like that other thing. Let's, let's get together on that. And we pitched it and got it. So couldn't, couldn't have been more simple. So did, uh, did your pitch, um, was it uh, mainly economic? Were you guys pitching uh, uh, your idea for the concept versus other companies? Or, or how, was your, how was your pitch customized, I guess? Well, it, we, we lined up creators pretty quickly, uh, and you know Kevin Freeman uh, was is our showrunner on this. He okay. he's done stuff for Ape. He's done you know a lot of the uh, the uh, the books. I think he did Kung Fu Panda. He's done Richie Rich. He did some Strawberry Shortcake, some Shrek. So he he had a a, a wide portfolio, a wide resume, and um, we pitched a couple of story ideas, uh, and they kind of just fell for it. We tricked him, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> ha ha, sucks. Um, and, uh, you know, the, uh, the rest is history. I mean, you know, we, we had a couple of artists lined up. They really, really loved, uh, Princeless. So that didn't hurt. Uh, and it didn't hurt that I was able to get, um, M Goodwin to work on some of the storylines. So between Kevin and, and M, it just kind of, uh, it worked. Wow. So how, how many issues are you committed to for this series? Uh, well, we're, we're committed to a monthly series. We, I, I sh- talk about the length of the comic, uh, but suffice to say that we're going to be producing a monthly comic, uh, and we are uh, scripted up through seven or eight, and we're going to continue on. Uh, it's uh, it's well over a year's worth of material. Okay, so do you guys, 
have a contract or, or some kind of oh, yeah. uh, hardcore expectation from the NFL? Uh, everything's hardcore. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, we, we definitely, it's, it's like every other licensed property. I mean, there's expectations put on you and, uh, uh, money, uh, you know, the thing about licensed properties is you, you pay for those licenses, you know what I mean? So we're, we are paying to, uh, to use the, uh, the property. Uh, so okay. without getting into the inner workings of it, you know, something like Dark Horse or, or uh, uh, IDW, they pay for the rights to, to publish those books. Oh, gotcha. Wow. Okay. I, I honestly didn't realize that. Uh, maybe I would have if I thought about it. But um, yeah, it's interesting that uh, uh, you guys are, are paying them to uh, license it. Um, I right. and, then, and then, you know, there's uh, X amount of dollars out on that and then a percentage and yada, yada. I mean, okay. it's business you know it's uh but uh uh it's it's been fairly harmonious so far so i, I can't complain about anything really. good deal. now do you have to pay now do you have to follow the um uh the cartoon series or uh, is this your own independent story well the nice thing about it is the 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 showrunner and show creator um you know we've had meetings and and he was very very interested in uh us pushing the lore i guess you know because there's stuff that that can't do in the cartoons um you know a, a lot of backstory and a lot of history and a lot of just kind of forwarding characterization because you know i mean it's it's a comic designed for or a cartoon designed for kids so you know there is a lot of action right and there's probably more action than there is uh you know kind of side story drama you know so we're kind of taking the characters and, and trying to push their universe further nice um yeah i, I was wondering it's, it's, uh, it's been great. How, uh, if you guys customized uh, this book in any way for different markets, because at the bottom of page one, um, there's a, a little uh, uh, little word box here. Um, says, uh, sudden death managed to capture 31 of the 32 team shards. The final battle took place in Dallas. And I'm sitting here thinking, gosh, did they do 32 versions of this comic? One for Atlanta, one for Seattle, et cetera, et cetera. Um, or are they taking the horrible chance that uh, people were going to look at this and go, Cowboys, I hate the Cowboys. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting that you, you bring that up. Um, the the uh, kind of prologue there, uh, they did a, a web series uh, about a year and a half, maybe two years ago. Okay. And when it was done, they, they showed it at, at uh, Super Bowl halftime. I, I can't remember what station uh, they showed it on, and, and it was – really well received and that's what launched the ongoing tv show it's kind of like comics right i mean they did a mini series and then now they're launching an ongoing series How cool. um and so we were just kind of trying to bridge the gap between that and this new series and uh and so we did a, a quick prologue in this first issue just to kind of catch people up and say hey look we're trying to tie everything together so if you were a fan of that original series you'll get it if you weren't it's just part of the narrative um but the good thing about it, you know, we, we also have a, a deal with the NFL Players Association, so we're able to use fan-favorite uh, players as long as they're approved by the, the, the association. So every issue is going to have a different team, a new team uh, with NFL players uh, okay. interacting yeah. in the book. It's, I was, cool. uh, I was, I don't know why I was shocked, but uh, to open, turn the page and see, you know, there's Matt Ryan, there's Roddy White. Wow, those are real live players this year. And you were clearly referring to this year's rosters um, in the the few uh, uh, character or, or player mentions that you made. Um, 
I was wondering if you, uh, you know, had to ask official permission from them, or, uh, or I guess if there are, are there any players uh, in the NFLPA that have not given their permission to be used that you know of? And uh, you know, not that I've, not that I'm aware of. We, okay. we pitch, we pitch our stories pretty far in advance, um, and uh, we let them know which players we want to use. And and so far, they haven't come back and said no. So okay. I think we're good. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's been it's been crazy fun. And it's really cool because, you know, we, we debuted the book at the uh, NFL experience, uh, right before the Super Bowl, And, uh, and so we were in new, new Orleans for the week, which was bananas. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's great to see fans of the NFL, uh, you know, uh, gravitate towards their favorite players or, or, you know, our, our, our artistic interpretation of those players, um, and also, it's great to see kids come up and go, oh, my God, I'm watching that. You know, I, oh, I just watched that yesterday. And cool. then they want the book. So, you know, it's it's really cool. It's it's a very, very unexpected license. I, I would say that because, you know, like you said, the, uh, the super pro is all we know. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's not really so, it's not really a, a series that that people uh, look back on fondly. Uh you know, they think just kitschy '90s comics, NFL Super Pro. Um, that's not really what we're doing, but I, I love the fact that uh, that uh, that it does exist. You know what I mean? Because uh, I think that people are going to be surprised at what we're doing, and a lot of that's because of the NFL Super Pro. Yeah, and when they compare the two, they'll be like, "Okay, this is real," whereas the other one, like you said, it was was pretty corny and kitschy. And anyway. well, I mean, it was uh, almost literally written as a joke. Uh, the the writer of NFL Super Pro, Fabian uh, Nicieza. 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 Um, he, uh, he says, he admits, whether he was kidding or not, that he wrote it to get free NFL tickets. Wow. <laughs> so, Dave. Uh, it was also called, uh, um, some people have said, uh, it has been called one of the worst comics in uh, Marvel Comics history. Wow. Which means well, I, and, I, and I can't uh, I can't say uh, that it's I can't say it's going to happen because I don't know if, if it's going to happen. But uh, <laughs> in my first meeting with the NFL, I asked who owns this NFL Super Pro. And, uh, you know, the eyebrows were raised. And, and I said, because I would really love to Captain America, that guy. I would <laughs> nice. really love nice. to dust him off and and give him one last story and, and let him go out like a hero. That, and awesome. I, and, you know, that would be sweet. <laughs> that would be very cool. So. I, I can't say it's going to happen, and I don't know if I, like I I really really don't know if it, if it's even possible. But if it is, I'm going for it. Well, we won't tell anybody. Now, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks, guys. <laughs> now, Maybe. Dave, do you um did the NFL give you any? Absolutely not. You cannot do this. You cannot do that. Uh, um, there are there are, there's structure, sure. Yeah, uh, but uh, I, you know, I, what uh, I mean is that like you cannot. Have this player in drag, or you cannot. You cannot yeah. make fun of Jerry Jones' uh, botched uh, facial uh, or uh, plastic surgery. Yeah. Okay. You know, I I haven't gotten that far because I don't think that's something we would uh, necessarily uh, pitch anyway. Sure. I, I think it's more, um, you know, they don't want uh, excessive violence. You know, and 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 again, that's not what we want either. So it's perfect. I mean, like, things like that. Um, you nope. know, yeah, there there are ground rules, but it's it's really uh, it's common sense. No helmet you know to mean? helmet contact. <laughs> right, right, yeah. There's, I mean, there, there's some interesting things. You know, little little tidbits that I, I probably shouldn't even talk about. That no, I'm like, please. oh, that's really interesting. That you don't. Okay, cool, got it. You know, I wouldn't but, have thought of that had you not said it. But now that I'm thinking about it, 
It makes perfect sense. Right. Um, give me and anybody else who's not familiar with the cartoon uh, just a little rundown. What's the plot behind this cartoon? What's the basic story? Uh, okay, cool. There's basically um, an energy source. Every team has a kind of an energy source. And so these kids are charged with protecting the energy sources for all 32 teams. And then there's a bad a bad guy that wants them. It's, it's pretty simple. Uh, you know, they've obviously, uh, like... Uh, done their due diligence. It it covers so like a spectrum of everything that's cool. Like I I seriously like I look at it. I'm like, oh man, there's some Power Rangers in there. There's some Ben Ten stuff in there. There's you know, um, it's it's uh, very football centric, very heavy. I mean, like, they've got uh, players in there as well, and 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 uh, you know the players voice themselves. Oh yeah. Um, but it's yeah, it's really about these kids that uh, are all on a, a football team together. And uh, they are all secretly protecting uh, the world from this, this character called Wildcard. Uh, you know, they transform into kind of armored. Uh, they almost look like Metroid, you know, Samus from Metroid. It's almost like that kind of armor with a little bit of a, a football slant to it. Um, it's really like visually uh, super appealing, uh, you know, and we're having a lot of fun writing the characters. Um you know, it, it, but mainly it's about this kid ish. The one thing that I'm a little uh, like uh, iffy about, uh, well, not really iffy, but it's really interesting that he has a secret identity, but his parents know. So that's kind <laughs> of an interesting thing uh, that I'm kind of like, I, you know, I don't know if I would want my kid to be a superhero, but, uh, you know, it's, well, uh, it's with it's the NFL. Cool so that's if, fine. If they get free tickets out of the deal. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's but it, it, it is a lot of a lot of fun. For sure. Now, this yeah. book is is filled with several. Uh, I don't know if short stories is the is the right way to do it, but it's like different chapters. Um, and again, I, I picked this up on the way over to Frank's house to to record because it just came out. I haven't had the chance to sit actually sit down and read through it. But <clears throat> pardon me, the structure of this book is it, it? It looks. It appears to be like I said, several shorter chapters or stories, each done by a different creative team. Well, we're trying to do um, two stories per issue, um, and then there are going to be special stories where we do full issues. Uh, we've got a couple of really, really f- super fun stories and, and uh, timely stories that are going to be longer. Um, you know, like we've got stuff scheduled uh, uh, to coincide with Halloween and stuff like that. So uh, we do have longer uh, longer issues, but they should still be self-contained issues. There's going to be a through line in a lot of the stories that are going to culminate into a much larger story. But for now, you know, I, you know, the way I look at it is I, I think kids have a shorter attention. And so we're giving them more bang for the buck and uh, trying to cover as much as possible in an issue so that you're getting your value uh, out of it. Uh, and it gives, you know, writers and artists a chance to, to, to work on these characters, which is kind of awesome. Um, for the most part, our writers are Kevin Freeman uh, you know, who did Subculture, uh, which is uh, kind of a, a potty mouth web comic. But then again, he's done a lot of the Ollie stuff, like I said earlier. And then Jeremy Whitley from uh, Princeless is doing some some storylines. And then I'm coming in and, you know, we kind of spitball stories together and we come up with some of the craziest stuff uh, uh, possible. And it's seriously a lot of fun to brainstorm with these guys. But, you know, uh, then we're breaking it up and I'm, I'm working on a couple here and there. But uh, for the most part, I'm letting those guys roam with the ball. And then... Uh, Artists, we've got some of the best in the business. I mean, M. Goodwin from Princeless, um, Brian Turner and uh, Jerry Gaylord from Fanboys vs. Zombies are working on some of it. 
Um, we've got this guy, Zachary Turner, who's worked on stuff for Tokyo Pop. Um, Heather Nunley is coloring. Uh, Bill Blankenship did some stunning colors. He's he's moved on to other projects, but he he knocked it out of the park on the one that you've got in your hands. Uh, and uh, Chad Ciccone and I, you know, we come in there every once in a while, and we, you know, for fun. It's comics are still fun, you know, for us. But uh, uh, every once in a while, we'll pitch in just just for a laugh, you know. Cool. Well, yeah. You know, spe- uh, speaking of comics and, and this, uh, what else does Action Lab? What else should we be looking for uh, in the way of Action Lab? What else is that new that they have coming out? Well, Free Comic Book Day is going to be huge for us because mm-hmm. we've got the NFL book uh, that was really well received, and you know, it, it made us. You know, we kind of did a soft opening with the NFL thing. It's like we we solicited when no one really knew what the cartoon was, and we were like, well, it's premiering in November, but we're going to try and solicit. You know. Um, around November, December. So people were like, huh, what's this NFL thing? Uh, so th- that was interesting, but people are starting to catch on and, and the, the, uh, free comic book number, day numbers were huge. Uh, but that is debuting, uh, that we've got that free comic book day, uh, in, in May. And then we've also got a princeless Molly danger, double feature, um, coming out in May as well. Uh, on top of that, the, uh, all of the, the Danger Zone line books are, are starting to solicit this month. Uh, I've got Ghost Town, this incredible book called M-Theory that I, I can't speak highly enough of. I, I got the pitch, and then I read it again and read it again and sent it off to the editing team. And then they read it and read it again. And they were like, everyone said, yeah, absolutely, positively, this book's amazing. Now, so is it, I'm sorry, um, is M-Theory... Uh... Big hardcore sci-fi. Um, I mean, is this? Are we talking? Uh, we talking membrane theory here? or Am I taking that too literally? It's you, you are. Well, no. It's it's you're absolutely uh, dead on. Awesome. Uh, it's about a a guy uh, whose last name is M uh, too. So it's a good play on on uh, on the word. His his last name is E H M M. Yeah, that uh, never so happens in comics. It's, that's right. Right. Pretty unique for well. Let me tell you, coincidence to happen in a comic. That story. It's it's rad I, without spoiling too much about it. It's about a guy who dies, and uh, it's about his ghost, and his ghost is basically solving problems. But uh, he adopts a kitten, and so um, when he dies, no one feeds his cat, and his cat dies. So it's it's a it's a journey. It's yes. it's about it's about a guy and his dead talking cat, <laughs> and nice. it's amazing. That's the way like cats should be, Dave. I don't know if you know this, but that's the only good cat is a dead cat. Wow. Uh, uh, Oh, no, don't say that. I've got two of my own. They're my babies. Um, yeah, on on, uh, on on Dave's um, hangout page on Google Plus, he's it's your cat sitting on your head or something like that. To me, right? for me, uh, I'm I'm interested in that book, but for me, cats are just proof that Satan is real. Well, you got to read this book. You'll you'll be blown away. I I kind of think it's it's like the perfect blend of. Uh, uh, you know, it's a perfect drug blend of Grant Morrison. You know, when he's on the perfect drugs, it's <laughs> he's firing on, on all cylinders. That's M theory. And, yeah. you know, you throw in a little doctor who and, and, and no limit storytelling. It's to me, it's, the, it's our mature readers version of princeless. It's, it's going to be a lightning rod. It's going to be amazing. Um, so we're doing that. And then I've got a book called ghost town. That's in uh, previews this month. It's about a bunch of terrorists that uh, steal a time machine and start sending bombs into the future. Whoa! It's, oh, sweet! That sounds awesome. That crazy good. That's yeah. cool, man. That is a yeah, very so, nice concept. Right. Yeah. So, you know, like, uh, basically, uh, at the end of the day, uh, they have to abandon uh, Washington D.C. because there's a bomb there. They just don't know when. So, uh, <laughs> the story is about the people that decide to stay. 
So it's a little Katrina. It's a little timely with the terrorist thing, but and it's a lot sci-fi and, and a lot crime noir because the people that stay behind, not all of them are savory people, right? So uh, it's it's a it's going to be a great book. Uh, M theory. There's uh, this book called Night of the Eighties Undead that we're doing that uh, Jason Martin, the publisher of Danger Zone, uh, is writing with his artist Bill McKay, and uh, it's based if John Hughes filmed a zombie movie. It's set in the 80s, and it's uh, got all of your favorite stars uh, at, a, at a Coke party. That's great. <laughs> and, and basically, the Russians uh, the Russians basically infect the America's cocaine supply in Colombia, uh, and uh, it, they basically put the Z, the Z uh, uh, plague in the cocaine. So basically, uh, the zombie invasion starts at an 80s party. Uh, in the Hollywood Hills, you had me. So, at, you had me at John Hughes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, there's there's some Arnold in there. There's some Michael J. Fox. There's some pre crazy crazy Charlie Sheen. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, what else is going on? Now, we got a book called The Trip. Are uh, you referencing? Are you referencing these uh, these celebrities uh, by name? Uh, yes and no. Okay. Uh, you're gonna, a lot of it is uh, a lot of it is dialogue tricks okay uh, you'll know you'll know who they are because sure. obviously if you said the governator you know we all know who you're talking about yeah that kind of thing you know family right. ties us together yeah. right right yeah oh. it's 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 a lot of fun you, you'll you'll get it you'll get it for sure and, okay. and and it's it's a comic uh for us you know what i mean like it's it's for our age group and uh and it's Clearly, a mature reader book. You know, no one's gonna, no one's gonna confuse this book with, uh, with Molly Danger or Princeless. Um, nice. And I hate to. The, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm just gonna say I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to start beating the drum for uh, for M Theory because uh, you had me at. Then uh, um, let me paraphrase here, but uh, Grant Morrison writing a Doctor Who episode. Um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. The, the first, the first uh, page is like him running through a graveyard and. Uh, kicking a zombie clown midget in the head and the head exploding and then you turn the page and it's a double page it just says m theory on it and then you turn the it's like a huge movie it's so ridiculously amazing i like those guys i'm sure they're blushing if they're listening to this but uh i i really do believe in that book and i think that you know there's there's something to be said about comics and we all love comics and we i mean you guys have a comic podcast i have a comic podcast we all do uh you know we all love them buy them work on them um, and very rarely am I surprised by them, uh, you know. And that was a book that really surprised me. Princeless was the same way when I when I first read it. I just thought, "Wow, wait a second, this, this is comics," you know. Um, Dave, so yeah, it's great. Is it hard to come up with with new ideas? I mean, you know, for a while, I'm 43, and about 25 years ago, I toyed with the idea of trying to learn the craft of writing because I had a, an occasional inspirating, inspirating, inspiration. That was your first problem. Yeah. That was very <laughs> yeah. Anybody who listens to this show knows <laughs> that I couldn't write my way out of a paper sack because it's hard for me to complete a complete sentence without stumbling and, and pausing just, here and there. But just don't have Frank spell check it for you. And you'll yes. Be fine. Then we're good. Cause, um, so, but it was so hard for me to come up with new ideas. Like I had an idea for a comic book and I had the first three pages, but I, that's as far as I got. I couldn't continue the story. I'm right? with you. So I'm with you. How how hard is it for you personally to come up with new ideas? I mean, is it just something that happens, or is it is is writing something that you learn, or is it something you're born with? That's an awesome question. 
I, I think it's just about your voice. You know what I mean? It's, it's kind of like, you know, there, I, I, I always, I was in bands for a long time too. So, um, you know, you don't have to be the best singer, but you have to have presence and you have to be original. Right. So, uh, it's not really, it, it's, 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 for me, writing is, it's more about knowing your, your own self, you know, knowing, knowing how you're going to make something that's, I mean, there are only what, like 12 real stories, right? Yeah. So you just have to make them yours, you know, like uh, what I hate is when, you know, I get an elevator pitch and then I get the, 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 the actual pitch and it's really clearly just exactly what you, you said it was. It's, you know, um, you know, I mean, Double Jumpers is a, is a pretty good example of it. You know, like I, my elevator pitch for my my own book is uh, it's Freaky Friday meets The Hangover, right? Now, that said, <laughs> if I had written Freaky Friday meets The Hangover uh, and it was clearly just those two things put together, you'd be able to see that, right? But by putting my own spin and my own voice on it, um, I, I hopefully created something completely original, right? Um so I, you know, and, and as far as as uh, as the creative process goes, nothing gets the juices flowing like just rapping with your friends. You know, um, I mean, if you got something, uh, they may add an element to it. You're like, oh, wait a second, I like that. You're kind of sculpting, you know, uh, an idea. And by the time you guys are done, or you know, your your group is done, you got something. You know, I mean, we we have a couple of books that are coming out uh, like that. Sean Sean Pryor is a huge concept guy. He is really really good at, at that stuff he, I, he can embrace his inner 12 year old like no one's business well i think <laughs> um, i think the nickname he he or had at one point stan leroy i think that's very appropriate very accurate because i i, I called him that like I, like i called him that once and it stuck was that you he was oh yeah he was just coming up with uh all these ideas and i'm like what are you're just like Stan Lee, man. I'm like, you're like Stan Leroy. And uh, it just kind of, he's like, I'm getting that shirt made. And he really did. Um, you know, now that's his talent. He's really good at inspiring people. Double jumpers. He had an idea that I was like, wait a second, man. You know what? I really love your idea, but what about this, 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 this? And he was like, wait a second. And that's awesome. And I'm like, okay, let's just write that. So, you know, sure enough, if you open up Double Jumpers, it says, you know, inspired by concepts or, or concepts, original concepts by Sean Pryor and Dave DeWanch. Because without Sean's spark, I would never, ever have even gone from point A to point Z with the book, you know. Um, and same thing with this book called Odin Jones that he, uh, Sean Gabarin and uh, Martheus Wader are working on. Uh, Sean had a, a really good idea and you know, I was talking to Sean Gabbard about it. I'm like, you know, I think it's a good concept, but you know, what about this, this, and this? And then he added to it. And by the end of it, the three of us had something worth publishing. Uh, but that wouldn't happen without, you know, that, that, uh, that interaction. Well, you know, that's you know? happened uh, rarely, but it has happened between me and Frank and Bill. Like one of us will say something and be like, and the other one will be like, yeah, but what if this? And then before we know it, we're on the floor laughing, you know, out loud. So. Yeah, you got to get a. Uh, you just have to get a, an artist on board. Uh, do any of you guys draw? Yeah, you just have to get it down, man. Uh, not not on a professional level, I don't think. I mean, well, not have you seen not half on of the a... comics that are published today, Frank. Yeah. Half of those <laughs> are drawn by people who don't draw on a professional level. Yeah. So I guess my uh, my big question for any creator, since we're since we're going kind of uh, uh, high level here, is, I, I mean, I'll get into a novel, a TV show, uh, a comic book, or whatever. And you get to that, you get nearly to the point of the climax in the story where the character is up against the wall and 
oh my God, how are they going to get out of this? And I'll put the comic down or I'll hit the pause in the DVR and I'll sit there and think about it for, for a minute or two. Okay, I'm that guy. I've got those powers or those issues or, or that whatever. How would I get out of it? And I invariably come back to, well, I think I would probably lay down and die yeah. <laughs> because I don't have any stinking idea what this character would do to live through it. And then, you know, you read the you read the the, the climax and you go, oh, well, you know, in retrospect, it all seems so obvious now. And I have always been incredibly jealous of people who can write um, and who can, you know, throw curveballs at you that you know, that, that you truly didn't expect or just, you know, they can outthink you. Um, apparently that's not very hard to outthink me, but, uh, um, I've always wondered, you know, does a writer start at the end and work back to the beginning? You know, do you figure out the end and then do you figure out how to get there? Or, you know, do you literally, and I know that some writers, you know, writers have different styles, but you know, how do you get past that? What the heck do you do to get out of this one? Is it because, you have already figured the ending out. You're just trying to figure out how to get point B or do you write up to that point? And then do you have to figure out now, how do I get out of this? Um, well, you know, here's, here's the thing. Uh, I, I, I am, uh, envious of anyone that can write monthly comic books. I've never done it. I've only written miniseries. So for me, it's a lot easier because I have a beginning, a middle and an end. Uh, but you know, someone that's got to write Spider-Man like every month, I don't even know how they do it. You know, it's just, uh, cause it's, it's the same kind of formulaic thing where you've got to end on a cliffhanger and then you've got to resolve and, and do it again every month and, and keep a, a storyline going. I think that the character interactions a lot easier than the situational elements in monthly comic book writing, you know? Okay. Um, it's it, it, like, I, I don't even know, uh, how, I mean, Daredevil is like my favorite character, uh, you know, on the planet. Uh, I love the Teen Titans. I, that's probably those are probably like the two books that I would like sell my soul to write. Uh, but I have no idea what I would do with them. You know what I mean? Like okay. I'm like, well, okay, you know, that's uh, it's tough. Like I would want to bring it back to its roots, but I guess you know Mark Wade's already doing that now. Uh, so I, I wouldn't need to. Uh, you'd have to think about where you want your characters to be. I know exactly what I would do with Teen Titans, except I heard that they're killing this. Ooh, do you have, can I spoil stuff? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, spoil okay, well, yeah, you, you guys heard that they're going to kill Damien, right? Or that, that yeah. came out this week. Yeah, I think did didn't, so. Didn't that happen in today's thought, Batman and Robin? I haven't or read it. it no, it was Batman Inc. 8. Batman Inc. It's yeah. Batman Inc. Apparently, yeah. I have, if Newsweek reported it, it's true, right? Mm-hmm. Well, no, I, uh, yeah. oh, I read... Um, uh, I read the uh, release page on uh, Nerdist, I think, yeah. the, this week's comics, and they made a, a very shallow, shallowly oblique reference to uh, um, to something huge with yeah. massive ramifications happening in Batman Robin 8, and, or uh, excuse me, Batman Corporate 8, and they even said, you know, you know since the secret has been spoiled, um, they didn't uh, reference it directly, but yeah, that, that's uh, that's pretty amazing, and I'm... I, I got um, uh, the 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 first the the non fifty two issues of Batman Incorporated and loved it and I you know I'm a Grant Morrison apologist so I loved the Death and the Family stuff uh, or sorry 
I love. So is that why you're asking how do you end comic books? Because Grant Morrison clearly can't end comic books. (laughs) Well, I I always thought uh, Grant Morrison said that his specialty was coming in and uh, fixing comics the way he wanted. Like he, uh, yeah, and then then it just all falls apart, and it's Phoenix in the future, or just some crazy. (laughs) He's just does crazy stuff, and I like I said, it's that perfect speedball of whatever he's doing. He needs to stay on that and not get off of that. Grant doesn't respect other people's boundaries. I mean, he'll go in and change, you know, huge paradigm shifts in the way a a book acts and and does with its, you know, with all its its little superheroes and superheroines and stuff. Oh, yeah, and I I love Grant Morrison uh, as much as the next person. I I just, sometimes I I read those endings and I'm like, whoa, maybe he didn't know where he was was going with it, you know? (laughs) I think Uh, think he gets away with a lot of what he gets away with because he's Grant Morrison. Well, you know, I I, I I like what you said, Dave, about that blend of drugs he needs to be on for it to be just right, because there are moments when it is just right and just so wonderfully weird. Most of the time for me, though, mm, it's just it's too far one way or too far the other. Hey, Dude, Dave, the, right. uh, the um, volume four of the um, uh, Doom Patrol, uh, Muscle Bound by Grant Morrison, Richard Case, right. Sublime. Just absolutely right. out of outrageously crazy good, Dave. I know we're at the end of our time with you, so um, tell us uh, where we can find Action Lab stuff on the web. Oh, sure, yeah, absolutely. Um, ActionLabComics.com dot com is uh, our website, and uh, you can buy all of uh, our books there if you're interested. Uh, and you can also go to Comicsology, uh, Comics Plus. Uh, that, yeah, Comics. The Comicsology was super sweet to us. They they made us their uh, their spotlight company of the of the week this week, and it it uh, obviously I'm sure it had a lot to do with the NFL book, but um, that just dropped. So go into your local comic shops and uh, definitely pick that up. We also uh, released we did release 32 variant covers uh, for one for each team. So if you have a favorite huh. NFL team, go and go and grab that one. You got uh, this one price. here, Brad? I got this one here Brad's in Dallas. Got, Brad's I got the freaking it. Falcons yeah, cover. Yeah, Falcons on the cover. <laughs> what the heck? Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, so we've got one for, for every team. There might be an ad in there that shows them all, but okay. you can definitely see that at ActionLabComics.com. I bet you Comic-Con will have all of them. Did, did you have any, any power over, okay, ship all the Cowboys comics to Dallas and ship all the Texans comics to Houston and stuff, or did you just ship them randomly or did you have anything to do with that at all they, they purchased them on their own so uh okay. they could have ordered uh whichever covers they wanted actually. oh okay that means our local uh, comic guy uh-huh. ordered six copies of falcons he's a big falcons I guy guess so. <laughs> or, or hey. most likely uh knowing uh jeremy you rock jeremy um he had no stinking idea no, it's like um uh What's a good team? Okay. Uh, I like birds. Well, uh, well see, Atlanta. Let's, let's that would be A. a, a Atlanta. Okay. I just right. take uh, six Atlantas. Top. A. <laughs> yeah, the first on the list. Dave, what's the name of the uh, the podcast that you have? Oh, you guys don't want no one. No one should ever listen to that. It's, no, no. That's I'm, what I'm we on... say about our show. Let's return the favor to you. Yeah. What is it? Uh, it's thegeeksavants.com uh, is where you can find my, my podcast. Then I'm also on the Walking Dead podcast, which is... Uh, it was actually, I think, one of the first Walking Dead podcasts, which is kind of crazy. But not I just joined that one yeah. a couple weeks ago. Not to be confused with the Walking Dead TV podcast, which is part of of, of our network that I'm on. Uh, your yeah. network, right? Which is uh, huge. Uh, hey, thanks for your. You time. You guys need to get in the play in the same sandbox yeah. together after school someday. Thanks for your time today, Dave. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's been great talking to you guys. And if you ever need anything, if you need that Fracture 3, shoot me your, your address. I'll send you one. Oh, that's oh, fantastic. Yes. You're a man among men. We I knew try. that already. Thank you very much. <laughs> you have a great evening, okay? All right. You guys have a good one, too. All right. Rock on. Go Falcons. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. Hey, Brad, I'm sure you won a free comic book, but I think I have that fractured in there you can have. Really? Yeah. I got the whole series when it came oh, out. Oh, great. So. We need to get him back on the horn so he doesn't waste his 42 cents. <laughs> uh, well, well, maybe you can just PayPal him. Yeah. Here's your 42 cents, Brosef. Now, uh, now we're doing the music thing, ending our shows with music. Whose week is it? It's my week. Love it. So who you got? I have... Uh, wow, my iTunes... Yeah, t- I- talk about... Talk about the band, and I'll do the boiler. And then we. I finally had to download stinking iTunes. By the way, I'm not happy about it. Mm. You had iTunes once already. No, I was on my old computer. I I had never loaded it up onto my new computer. I've never I didn't wanna, used it. I didn't want to gum it up. Well, it's mm. the if you're um if you're turning CDs, I I, I loaded a bunch of my CDs up and mm-hmm. turn them into MP3 type stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you, as as Brad showed me one time, iTunes is absolutely the easiest way of assigning, to keeping the stuff in order, mm-hmm. because it automatically assigns each track on the album a, a number at the front of it. So track one is one dash name of song, mm. and then two dash name of song. So when you put them into folders, you know, to listen to in your car or on a jump drive or whatever, um, they always, used, for me, they always used to come out like alphabetical or something. Because the computer just wouldn't store them right, so when you put the numbers in front of them, like iTunes does automatically, then all of a sudden you got your track, uh, your tracks uh, completely in order every single time. No must, no fuss. I, I, there's I've, probably I've somebody else who does that with uh, with Windows Media Player. Yes, and it always did it with, for numbers for me. Well, maybe you're just smarter than I am. All I know, all is I that, did was put the disc. All in. I know is that dumb dumb rip. iTunes will do that for you. So, so who yeah. we got? I'm trying to. All of a sudden, my iTunes is gone. So I'll have to pull the thing from... Your iTunes is gone? Yeah, there's no iTunes logo anymore. I I will I will complain to Steve Jobs tonight for you. <laughs> Zombie Steve Jobs? Yeah. Oh, good point. Good point. He is, he is an ex-CEO, isn't he? Okay, well, okay, let's get a seance going. Let's, let's turn the lights out. <laughs> let's get the Ouija board. We'll uh, hold, we'll do uh, light as a feather, uh, stiff as a board, and um, then we'll, and we'll uh, see what well, happens. Then we'll ask Steve uh, where Brad's iTunes. Uh, He'll is. ask us to log on to iTunes before we can do the seance. You He's most likely happen. omniscient by now. I mean, mm-hmm. he was before. Let's all you know agree to that. But I but will now not I guarantee you, he can tell you exactly where Brad's iTunes executable file is. All right, so. My choice to end the show is a cover of fans of the show know that I am a fan of the Beastie Boys. And this, uh, I have to give credit where credit is due. Joe Jans uh, emailed this track to me. I've never heard of it. And Joe, I'm a little ashamed of you for having held on to this as long as you did without sharing it with me sooner. But I can forgive you for that. Um, this is a is cover. There tension here? We're no, good. No, we're good. So okay. this right. is a cover by a band called The Record Company. Okay. And it's a great name. Yeah. It's a cover of the Beastie Boys So What You Want from the and is, Check Your Head album. Oh, 
Trust me. Yeah. Oh, I'm I know. Just, I know you do. Oh, I'm I saying know. it for the saying it for the listeners. So um, that's what I'm going to play. Okay, great. Well, you've been listening to the Half Hour Wasted Podcast, proud member of the HHWLOD Podcast Network. Visit our website, halfhourwasted.com, and don't forget to visit our message board at forumforgeeks.com. Send your questions and comments to halfhourwasted at gmail.com. Drop us an individual email at bradfrank or bill at halfhourwasted. Follow us on Twitter at halfhourwasted. Leave us a voicemail at 972-798-3830. Until next week, I'm Frank. I'm Brad. And I'm Bill. And we'll see you next time on Half Hour Wasted. I played that one straight. you like that? Cast.